Dave Fanning on 2FM. Now, in the age of travel and travel trends, uh, there always seems to be a new craze emerging in travel articles and on social media, etc. And particularly now, more than ever, as the push for more sustainable holidays grows and grows, volunteerism is one such trend. And while the idea of travelling abroad to volunteer may be around for a few decades, it's never been more popular. Well, here to tell us more about it is Tom Brannock, as in travel editor with the Irish Examiner, and budding volunteerist, I suppose. So we'll get into that in a second or two. You'll never guess the first question I'm going to ask you, Tom, <laughs> by the way. Uh, welcome, by the way. It's this. What does volunteerism mean? Ah, there you go. OK, I was expecting that. So I suppose, <laughs> listen, in the travel industry, whether you're a consumer or a, a travel writer like myself, we love our portmanteaus, staycations, glamping, and volunteerism, I guess, is uh, one of the the latest ones of those. So surprise, surprise, it's volunteering and tourism, a combination of of both of those. And it's kind of emerged in recent years out of international volunteering. So I'm sure many of your listeners would be pretty familiar with that term and may have dabbled in it in the past. I know in my 20s, I went down to uh, Cape Town for a while to do some volunteering. I was working in a, a, a breastfeeding clinic down there. But now what's what's changed with uh, international volunteering as it's um, come from maybe developing countries more to um, the, the West. And so we're incorporating it more into shorter travel trips too. So instead of heading off to the likes of South Africa or um, Vietnam for three months, it's something that people are starting to incorporate into a day in Boston or two weeks in Norway and incorporating a bit of altruism into their regular holidays. And I guess it all stems from the, the push, like you say, to be more sustainable, which has kind of emerged start, starting pre-pandemic, but it's kind of gathering ground now again um, in, to be a bit more mindful of our holidays. OK, so I presume it, all, it takes in everything from personal growth to connection to those less fortunate to the satisfaction of making a difference. And as you say, you know, your first brush with volunteering or, yeah, I call it that again, sorry, volunteerism uh, abroad was in Cape Town in South Africa in your mid-twenties, then a breastfeeding clinic in Cape Town. But anyway, th- what I want to talk to you about is the most recent thing you've done. At least I think it's the most recent thing. Tell us about it. Yosemite National Park in California. What What did you do? Yeah, that was unreal. And I guess I wanted to try and start started to I mean, I'm a travel editor and I'm afraid I haven't I haven't I'm not hanging up my flying boots just yet. So at least when I'm traveling, I wanted to try and do something A that it was of interest to me, but also had some kind of I don't know if it had a net impact, but a less net negative impact on my travel. So I I'd, I guess in my other dream life I want wanna be a park ranger. So I was Googling how do I volunteer in the with the US National Park Services and lo and behold, there's actually plenty of options. So I found a a nonprofit organization which is affiliated with the US National Parks and Services called Conservation VIP, Conservation Volunteers International Program. And lo and behold, they have a a week-long program with various national parks across the US and actually other UNESCO sites internationally, if that might be of any interest to listeners. But uh, Yosemite would be a dream uh, destination for anyone who loves wildlife and nature. So I headed out there last May for a week and spent a week volunteering with um, some park rangers out there. Okay, so I was going to say, did you meet Yogi Bear? Well, I'll get to that in a second or two. So it's Yosemite. Pardon? 
So he's Yellowstone. Oh, he's so, Yellowstone. Oh my God, yeah. I got that wrong. I don't believe but then, it. But then, but then Yosemite is very famous for the black bears. It's an easy mistake. By the way, it's one of interest. Have you ever seen the program? Jenny on t- Stone. Jenny oh, right. Stone. Have you ever seen yeah. the program on TV called Yellowstone? Is that what it's called? Yellowstone. It's supposed to be the most popular show in the history of television this year. More yeah. people have watched it than anything else. Yeah, I it's. Don't know anything about it. It's huge. It's the net, the Netflix impact on all these destinations. It's right. um, um, okay. Let's up. just go back to Yosemite National Park here in California. Now, Yosemite would be about I don't know the size of Kildare or something like that. I suppose it's absolutely huge. I've never been there. Lots of waterfalls, I presume, and redwood forests. Good fun. Unreal. I time of my life. So, and a lot of people were like, um, "Oh, working working on a holiday sounds like fun." But you know what? It was a thousand bucks for a week which so it worked out as 150 dollars a day so with that you get all your camping passes you had your 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 tent sorted and then you had incredible meals we had an on-site caterer some lady who used to be a caterer for like um hollywood like worked with arnold meg ryan all the big stars and then like up sticks to um yosemite to be a caterer so we were well well fed all day and then during the day we paired up with um national parks and and services rangers and we would go out working on various projects and what was cool about them was they were actually accompanying i guess the rangers on their day-to-day work so one day we would repurpose um fallen cedar trees into uh guardrails to protect the meadows from you know hikers and what have you because they had been importing their guardrail timber from idaho so that was kind of an impactful measure we made and then the next day might be there's um, a native american um, village actually on Yosemite, which was controversially raised in the 1950s, and now, um, fortunately, that culture is really being, um, you know, reintroduced and fostered again. So we uh, removed a um, or re- rerouted, as the Americans would say, a hiking pack further away from that um, Native American village, so that the it would have been less kind of um, encroached by tourists. And um, so the, you know, we fixed a boardwalk. There was a whole other. I mean, it was inc- incredible work, and you're out in fresh air with, like you say, all like El Capitan, all these massive granite um, structures, or the redwood forests, or waterfalls in your in your backdrop as you're sitting down under a tree having your you know, your uh, turkey wrap for your lunch. So it's, it's just an, an incredible experience. You know, hold on a second. You said 150 a day. I'm trying to work out. Did you have to pay 150 a day or did you get 150 a day for the work you did? Oh, no, 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 no. You're paying. <laughs> That's the balance. That's the cat, right? right. So, but I, I mean, Jeannie, what would you get for 150 quid a night nowadays, as they say? So I thought it was great. You know, I yeah, but my you were chopping down huge big trees and cutting them up, I presume, were you? I know, yeah. And look, but I was, you know, I was living my dream. And I guess, I mean, I wasn't, as they say, it's going to be great on the CV. I'm not going to get anything out of it work-wise. But a lot of people, you know, younger people starting out in their career, if you want to go into the areas of conservation, I guess it's a good thing to do in that respect. So, I mean, they, I mean, it was so it was self-serving in the sense that I got a, a an, an, an incredible week in California out of it. I'd go back again easily next year and... um so, um, yeah, you can't put a price on that. Huh? No, I suppose not. Now, I presume there were kind of, you have your own tent. Are there bears, black bears? Was it freezing cold at night? Uh, it was nippy at night, actually. I went in May and so off summer Yosemite because you've got quite a bit of elevation there. Now it is BYOT, bring your own tent. So I had to bring my own tent from Ireland. Now, mind you, you could 
pick one up out there if you wanted um, in um, you know Walmart or wherever. But uh, I, I, I tend, tend, tend to bring tend to bring my own tent. So and um, I was by myself. It was actually what surprised me is that I was the only Irish person there. Um, it was all kind of a group of. Uh, either kind of uh, American students who'd, who'd kind of gotten some grants through through college or older, retired, uh, like phys- there was a, like a geologist or a physicist, you know, who'd kind of wanted to, who'd a, a, love, a love for the National Park Services. And what's interesting is, I mean, the National Park Services were um, pretty overrun by tourists for the first time during the COVID pandemic. It really ramped up their impact on their natural attractions, like like even here in Ireland, I would say. So um, in that respect, they, they really appreciated the work. Okay, so how does one go about this? Somebody's listening and saying, yeah, I wouldn't mind doing that for a while. You organised it through Conservation VIP, is that what it's called? Yeah, no, I organised it through that. I mean, there's a whole load of of, of, of agencies and organisations. I know Trail Finders in Ireland, for example, they have, they'd be your more traditional uh, go to, um, you know, if you want to, you know, head out to the likes of, you know, Kruger National Park in South Africa to do something with wildlife or, you know, um, uh, Thailand. I mean, you have to, the, the, one, the one thing is that you really should do a lot of research. I mean, really Google who's been there, the programs, Google not only the agency you're booking through, but also the program um, that you're actually doing. And o- oftentimes you may be, may be even, may, a, may even be able to bypass the agency. For example, in Yale, in um, uh, Yosemite, for example, they even have uh, day volunteers. So if you're in the States, yeah. you know, in the area and you wanted to, you know, pick up, put, put up, lace up your hiking boats and, and don the gloves for a day of grafting, you could do that too. So um, there's a, a whole wealth. But like I say, definitely research because, you know, there's all, you know, with all, there's a, with so many programs and unscrupulous organizations, the, there can be some shady characters out there too. So definitely do your research and um, okay. before well, you Okay, well, the difference between what you've done and what a lot of people might have thought down through the years is there's been a massive shift in people taking part in volunteer projects in first world countries as opposed to developing countries. Yeah, exa- and another example of that would be... Um, the Faroe Islands. I guess the Nordics are always ahead of the game when it comes to uh, so many things, but conservation would be one of them. And I entered the Faroe Islands, I guess, like so many countries nowadays, with the impact of Instagram, TikTok. You know, you've you've places that the, the you can't underestimate how social media now kind of not only influences but really governs our travel trends. So I, I've read of like a lake in New Jersey or a small town in China or the areas in Nepal that have become so overrun with TikTokers overnight because of the impact. So this is putting a huge strain on lots of kind of, um, you know, pretty anonymous hiking routes and what have you. So in the Faroe Islands, who have been impacted by um, a big ramp up in tourists in recent years, they have now created this closed for maintenance campaign. So it's a, mm. a volunteer lottery almost. Now, I entered it last year, didn't win. I ended up going to the Faroe Islands anyway to kind of have a bit of a break and report on it. But um, every year they close down their most popular hiking routes and then they bring in 100 volunteers. Now, they, um, you're not paying for this, you're paying for your flight, even though I think you get a, um, a discount or whatever, but they'll put you up on the Faroe islands 
for a couple of days and then you go out and I'll feed you and then you go out working um, to we'll say restore hiking trails or um, create fences or what have you um, they've, they're doing some really interesting stuff there like yeah. if you go to a, a random hiking trail in the Faroe Islands nowadays you'll, you'll find like a turnstile and a, um, a contactless payment machine you know because you have to pay to, to go on them nowadays so it's really interesting and kind of the where, where we are in, in terms of traveling and how, you know, the things we, you take for granted, like nature, you, there's actually a cost in it now because of the, the impact we're all putting on it. OK, so, by the way, we are talking to Tom Brannock as in travel editor with the Irish Examiner. Voluntourism is what it's all about. So what steps then are involved in booking a volunteer trip? I mean, where should people start? OK, so I guess pick, pick something that you're really into in my case it was conservation it could be um you know marine marine conservation or um even even something if you're if you even even if you love animals you know i once our dogs i should say i once was in, in, in on a trip to new york i ended up um volunteering at a, a dog shelter in brooklyn where you can just pick up a pit bull and walk around town for the day so you're giving the pit bull a bit of exercise and it's a really it was a really great way to see and you brooklyn. can walk around brooklyn and pretend you're a hard man is that it <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's exactly what I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one was mugging me that day. Yeah. But yeah, so so I guess research, pick something that's interest to you and you'll be amazed at the amount of um, opportunities that are there down the line. Like like you say, in Europe nowadays, there's wildlife conservation programs all over Europe. There's an amazing wolf concert. They're trying to introduce the wolf, not in Ireland yet, but in Portugal. There's a wolf reservation there, which you can work on. I mean, it's it's infinite. So um, find a reputable organization, try and even contact them directly if you can. So you'll bypass, you know, um, at the middleman, so to speak. And now they often will help you with accommodation and, um, you know, visas also may be a necessity. So um, it's really as simple as that. And then um, head off for as, as much as you like, be it a few hours or a week or then maybe a long term, a longer term volunteering stint. Okay, now, I mean, there has been some negative commentary about volunteerism. The pros and cons, I mean, like I was in, uh, where was it, Uh, Ethiopia and Eritrea for a few weeks, then a few years later, Cambodia for a few weeks, and in the noughties I went to Ghana and all that. And sending volunteers from kind of rich nations to lower income countries, it just perpetuates the kind of whole white saviour complex by portraying volunteers as kind of superheroes who will rescue the poor from their... Unless you let the people do it themselves or help the people to do it themselves, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of odd. Yeah, it is. And um, that kind of, um, like you say, the white saber, neo, neo-colonialism, colonialism, yeah. they call it today. So, um, yeah, you, you're, even when I was in, in South Africa, now I worked in a, a, a breastfeeding clinic, but there was definitely that element of um, you could see just the optics of it, people really eager to hold local children for some kind of photo op and what have you. But I think if... Um, if and, and also with greenwashing nowadays, with the likes of those conservation programs I'm talking about, I mean, you may end up just going out there and um, doing very little, little at all. So it really depends on the reputation of the program, which, again, like t- ties yeah. in t- ties into the element of of uh, research, even something like I mean, people scoff at TripAdvisor, but I'll always use that to kind of get some kind of on, um, um, you know, g- grounding of what people are thinking of a of a of, I mean, of a of an experience versus the old their own website, you know, which is going to obviously kind of you know um, whitewash whatever the, the the better reviews are. But um, yeah, and and particularly like you say with um, 
with 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 childcare. I mean, yeah, I mean, with childcare, like a lot of people go to say work in orphanages. In some parts of the world, ninety eight percent of the kids in orphanages have parents. It's just the parents can't afford to keep them going. So if you went back to the parents to be able to keep them going, that makes a lot more sense than keeping orphanages orphanages open where certain people, unscrupulous a lot of the time, are making money out of it. Yeah, no, 100%. And it also becomes a kind of a bizarre re- revolving door experience yeah. for the children to have these kind of Europeans just rocking down to play with them for, and then, 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 and with attachment issues, and they'll go, they, they have these changing faces every week. So, I mean, often, you know, it's, it's good if you can have impactful experiences, like, for example, if someone is going to go down, if someone with um, an education background experience is going to go down yeah. and help us with yeah. um, we'll say. And what about I, you, like, I mean, the, in California? I mean, like, did you have experience of cutting down massive big trees and cutting them up and making kind of barriers out of them or whatever you did you're apart from pruning a few bushes every year (laughs) that's what I thought (laughs) so in other words like did, did you know what you were taking on um, I had, I mean, they said, I mean, I guess, you know, it was uh, like many of these experiences, they kind of base it at a higher level to measure your expectations. And they said it was going to be very hard work with where and at times strenuous. I found it pretty OK. It was, you know, they they were we had generous breaks, but it was hard work. You're you're we had our, you know, um, jackhammers and wedges out yeah. cutting down dozens of trees every day or, or you know, the splitting trees every day and you know carrying logs but it was you know good old graft you know you'd, you'd appreciate your your dinner more but I want it's not like I was kind of um you know we had for example on the day that we had um that we were rerouting the um trail around the Native American village it's, we had a an on-site archaeologist so I mean it's 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 not like I was d- d- that's not where I jumped in <laughs> do, do you know what I mean to kind of yeah. identify art artifacts it was at a pretty base level but I the, mean I know I there's also that. isn't there a lottery thing you were saying for the Faroe Islands you didn't get it but you still went and you had a great time I still went, yeah. I was a bit more mindful of my hiking, but I also entered it this week by coincidence. It came around again, so I'm oh, yeah. hoping, uh, you know, well, not third time lucky, but second time lucky, I might get it. But like, but interestingly, because the numbers are growing exponentially every year and the interest in these things, I mean, my chances this year would be a little bit slimmer. But um, yeah, and it would be really cool if more... Um, places in Ireland you know even promoted this too because I think there is a a, mar- a market for things like this and even I know the Swedes again they've created um, a new term called uh, plogging which is uh, jogging while picking up rubbish at the PL uh, of course it is <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, listen, Tom, finally, if you don't get Faroe Islands and win the lottery there or whatever it happens to be, have you any plans for anything like Yosemite again? Yeah, I definitely go back to um, maybe Alaska next year. There's a program there or they also have one in the US Virgin Islands. So um, um, my volunteer, my volunteerism days are our number just yet. Well, listen, congratulations, Tom. Well done. And I wish you the very best for 2023. Tom Brannock, it is, travel editor with the Irish Examiner and volunteerist. Uh, thanks a million for being with us on the programme again, um, Tom. Good luck. Take it easy. Thanks, Dave. Sloan. Dave Fanning on 2FM.